Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Things in the Name of Love, Episode 36, Making a Difference by Helping Others with Allison Foti Burke. Allison earned a Bachelor of Arts in Elementary Education from the University of Louisiana at Lafayette in 2002 and went on to teach third grade at St. Martinville Primary School. She always wanted to be an attorney and went to law school the following year to earn a JD from Southern University Law Center in 2007. Upon graduation, she was hired as an assistant attorney for the state of Louisiana, representing state entities such as DODT, DHH, and ULL in many workers' compensation and general liability cases. After practicing law for about six years, she took a few years off to spend more time with her children. While reading a bedtime story one night, they begged for more books for their overflowing bookshelf. She told them she could possibly write them a story, and they jumped for joy. After reading them the first story of what is now one of the Alley Cat series books, they loved it. She left the ending blank for their input and went on to finish the story. A few months later, she submitted her manuscript and query letter to over 100 literary agents and publishers and received one yes. Within months of pondering over the idea of publishing a book, she signed a contract and began the publishing process. Three years later, she is traded in writing trial briefs for children's books and won't look back for now. Allison, it is such an honor to have you on the show. I am so excited to talk about your journey. Thank you. I just, I read, I think it was the first book that you sent me. What was the latest? The latest, Friendship Friday. Oh man, that was just, I I felt Alley Cat. I felt like you, you just get what kids go through and and I want to speak to how when we before we started recording we were talking about how one person can make a difference and I want to talk about like first your inspiration and then how you've seen the ripple effects of that because it's it's beautiful it's it's been an amazing journey you know starting from the beginning before I wrote the series I practiced law for nearly seven years as assistant attorney general in Louisiana. And I did my job. I tried really hard to help people to make a difference. I never felt fulfilled. I had two young kids at the time. And I spoke with my husband one day and I said, I just want to spend more time with them. They're really young. They were eight and six. And Mm. I "You know, I just want to take about a year off. I want to take a, a little break from practicing law be a little stay-at-home mom for a while and and soak in those good years with them. And he is very supportive, so he said yes, and that we could do that, and I did. And so after about a few months of being a stay-at-home mom, I I felt this overwhelming 
feeling of that I needed to do something, that there was a journey that I was supposed to take and I was supposed to go on a certain path. So I prayed about it. I just kind of opened my eyes and my heart and my mind to anything that would come my way. And one night we were reading uh, books to our children and they, we had read every single book in the bookshelf and they're like, mom, we need more books. Dad, we need more books for our bookshelf. And I just looked at them and I just blurted out. I said, I'll just write you a story. Yeah. (laughs) I've always had a vivid imagination and I've always written different things. Like I used to write poetry when I was in middle school Mm. and I would write trial briefs as a lawyer. I never had the time to stop and write down any other stories. So they jumped for joy and they were so excited that I knew that was my aha moment. That was when I knew this was a journey that I needed to take. Oh, that's so awesome. So I actually went, we, we tucked them in. I went downstairs and I just pulled out a piece of loose leaf paper and just started writing. And once I wrote that first line, it, that was it. It just spilled out of me. And I read it to the children the next night and I left a little bit of the endings blank. I had a little outline of how I wanted it to go and they had all of these wild endings and they were, they were listening at bedtime. They were just open to, to hearing me out, cheered for me. And I felt like if a six and an eight year old could, could cheer me on that I should cheer myself on. And they inspired me so much to believe in myself and to believe in this journey. And it hasn't stopped since it's been since 2016. I haven't gone back to practicing law. I have my license, but I'm still on my, on my temporary retirement. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh man. And I, I, I am, um, I like to say I'm a recovering academic because I have a PhD in history. And so I know that the journey from the head to the heart. So how have you seen as you've tuned more into that heart space what are some of the ways your life has opened up so when i with this series i do different author visits i go on book tours i try to help other authors i have workshops and help other people reach their goals and their dreams and i after a few years i have really just discovered that if i do and help others with their passions what brings them joy and happiness, what is the simple things. It's not the major things. It's the, it's the small things that it makes such an impact on my life and it opens new doors. It's amazing how just doing one small little act of kindness just opens up your life to so much more. And that's what I have discovered with this, I call it my book journey. So, just the people that I meet, it just opens a new door. And it's not a new door for for my series. It's a new door of my life and for their lives. And, you know, every experience that I have, every author event, I meet somebody that either I knew from the past and I haven't seen and they had such an impact on my life. There was a, a teacher. I did my student teaching because I taught first grade for a year before I went to law school. And when I was doing my student teaching, this teacher she made such an impact on me because she believed in that simple joy. And that's what I didn't realize at the time is what I have now is just simple joy. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, t- I always told her, I said, you know, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm doing my student teaching, but I want to go to law school. And that's what I want to do. And she's like, whatever makes you happy. And she supported that. She supported uh, my student teaching efforts. And she was very positive. And I'll always remember those days where I didn't know where my life was going. Because in our 20s, we don't know. It's such right. a, you know, it's, it's know. A, a wild time. <laughs> and she, she knew. And over the years, I've tried to find her like on Facebook, just to say, hey, you know, that simple joy that you always talk about and all your positive thoughts and kind words, that's what I'm doing now for others. And I saw her two weeks ago at an author visit after years. I mean, it's been 15 years. And she was there just helping out in a school. And then I was there for the author visit. And I gave her a big hug. We both started crying. It's just those things are, that's what makes life so wonderful oh so beautiful Mm. what caused you to think you needed to go to law school well truthfully I watched Legally Blonde and thought that was (laughs) (laughs) I mean we're gonna be truthful so I thought if she can do it I can do it and I and also I love to write I love to research I love to write I love to learn new things and I figured that that would be something that would be compatible with what career career choice I wanted to make. And so along the way, and of course I wanted to help others. I wanted to make a difference and I did. And I helped um, during Hurricane Katrina, I was able to help rewrite the handbook, the emergency handbook so that it would protect all of you know the citizens whenever catastrophic event like that occurred and um, I was able to do those things but they were such I don't want to say big things but they they were kind of grand where you you spent a lot of time with it Um, the end result was great but with this book thing it's a simple joy it's a small things and I can still be a servant to others Mm -hmm. and you're still making a big impact in different ways it's a it's it's easy to see the smiles on the children's faces and the parents faces and being able to do that more often than I was able to with practicing law just suits me and it just it it's what I feel like this is where my path is Mm, I love that because when I when I read uh, Friendship Friday I so related with Alley Cat because I've been that little girl who whose friends went off somewhere else. And I was like, well, what about me? But the proactive way that she reconnected was so beautiful. Like, I wish I'd known that when I was six or seven. Like, that's what I could have done is like to reintegrate instead of feeling that that aloneness. And so what's the inspiration? I mean, it, it, it feels like you're in school and you're relating with the kids. Well, I have a really good memory and so I remember a lot from my childhood and I remember so many wonderful things I had such a great childhood but I do remember those things where we would walk around the track in middle school and whoever was in the middle was like the most popular for the day and it's so shallow but it's it's just a kind of a way of life of how you how you start middle school and then you end and, and go off to high school you develop so much and transition into what really matters but I remember those days and I remember um, when there was maybe a new student in class and it's like, 
you know, like a new bright, shiny toy. Everybody wants to go, but other people get left out. And I didn't want, I wanted Alley Cat to be left out because in every story, she has a problem, but she can fix those problems. And she fixes her problems with creativity, imagination, and friendship because we all need help and a sounding board sometimes. And so she was able to to try to include herself and not just have a like a self-pity. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have all of these feelings because they're true feelings. But it's kind of her way of being proactive, like you said, to fix her situation. Don't don't rely on others to fix it for you. Fix it yourself. And they will be most of the time receptive to your efforts if they're kind and gentle and 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 good. And so with Friendship Friday, she feels left out because she doesn't get a friendship bracelet, which typically has best and friends. And so the way that she fixes it is she creates a bracelet that has an an additional word and it's R-A-R-E. And so they create a, a friendship bracelet that says friends are best. And with every new friend, you can add a new word. So you're learning literacy and comprehension and you're learning how to be a good friend and add on and be inclusive and allow your circle to grow bigger you know to be tight-knit and even though you have friends that are our best I don't really say best friends friends that are best a few of them that's good but always be open because you never know how people can impact your life and what they can bring to your life with their good positive traits Mm-hmm. Completely agree. How are you seeing that impact the kids that you talk to? They're so funny because they will send me pictures of their friendship bracelets. And I feel like they have within them themselves started their own movement of kindness because they'll make these bracelets and they'll, it's basically a paperclip bracelet. You wrap it with like a washi tape and you can write on it. And so they'll write little messages if their friend is good at dancing or soccer, they'll write soccer and give it to that friend like a charm. And so that's a, a way of not verbalizing your positive thoughts about someone, but it's a way of physically giving someone something to let them know, hey, I think you're so wonderful because you have a really good gift at soccer or golf or dancing and you know, just being happy and joyful for others. Yeah. So much joy to yourself. Completely agree. I love that. I love that you're bringing this into the world. So you have author events where you go to schools. What's the what's the range that you've been to so far? Okay, so I usually go to an author event about once a week, except for in the summer. In the summer, I'll go to different things like festivals or zoos or stores that carry the books. And so I go about once a week, and it's been three years of author events I've gone to maybe 200 schools all over the nation wow a lot of them are here in Louisiana but there are some in Texas and Houston that I've gone to actually went to some in Florida and I'll be going to some in Baltimore in May with the new release and um oh in New Jersey because I have uh family there and so just we we do a book tour every every release and so I just go a different direction been really wonderful to meet all these people yeah 
And what a what a turnaround from practicing law. I, I mean, that that. In, so how? Hold on, I'm tuning in for the question. How is it that you show up every day for that inspiration? Like, do you have practices? What do you do? For the visit, I. What's funny is that I kind of tap into how I felt after the visit, like the last visit or the visit before. And when I leave these schools, I feel like Christmas Day. I feel such joy. You know, I said in one interview that I felt like there were ballerinas dancing in my head when I left the school. You know, it's just so fun. It's like being at a family reunion with people who are not your family and you've never met. You know, you just leave. That's awesome. You feel connected. You feel... And so I tap into that and I, re- I remember that and I remind myself of those feelings because, of course, I take it very seriously going to these author visits. I make sure that the teachers, I'm so grateful for the school and the teachers and librarians who allow me into their space. And I still get kind of nervous, just like a nervous excitement. And I never know what to expect. And the kids never know what to expect. So I always tap into how I felt the last visit leaving. And I never wanted to leave. I could have spent all day there. So that's how I prepare mentally for it. Um, and I make sure that the teachers have everything they need, that the children are happy. They all get free bookmarks. Even if they don't order books, they all leave with something. Mm-hmm. And they're never expected to buy. I always leave copies of the books in the library with the plush toys. That way, if they can't get a book, they can check it out in the library. Oh, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. Mm. Where do you find the inspiration for your books? So for each book, I have a, like a different inspiration. For the Thursday dessert day, the first one, it's about Alicat missing out on dessert day because she is daydreaming as I used to do when I was little. And she misses hearing the bell ring and so she's late and there's no more dessert and so she has to create her own dessert for show and tell the next day and so she gets to participate and have dessert again on friday but my children were born with a milk protein allergy and so sometimes they would go to school and they would have ice cream and they would kind of miss out because they couldn't have ice cream and they would get other desserts whether it was maybe it was like fruit or like pudding or jello but they always felt a little bit isolated. And so I, one day for school, they were having some kind of show and tell, kind of bring your own food item. And so we made a dessert that they could eat. Everybody else could eat. So it was like the one day where they got to be in the mix eating dessert. And that was so important to an eight and six-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so they were all eating the same thing. And I made sure that everybody in the class could eat certain things. You know, we have peanut allergies and just made sure it was a dessert that everybody could enjoy together. Mm-hmm. And so that was an inspiration for Thursday dessert day. And for Monday blues, she is, she doesn't have a talent for the talent show. And so spotty, her best friend is playing the saxophone, but he doesn't have a song that goes with his, his music that he plays. And so she starts helping him and discovers she has a beautiful singing voice. You just never tried before. And so they, they, go in together for the talent show and 
I won't give it away, but they, she kind of solves her problem of being creative and being a good friend too. Mm-hmm. And so that's inspired by my daughter and my husband who have beautiful singing voices and I don't. And so there, and my son does too. He, he's starting to sing more. And so when they're all singing Christmas songs and I'm just kind of just like, you know, it's just mouthing it because I cannot compare to them. I cannot sing at all. So Richard Friday is kind of based on my childhood experiences with friends and new friends. That's beautiful. So I feel that in the process of writing these, you are stepping into getting a better perspective of your childhood in some ways, like or healing some aspect of yourself that didn't feel like it was fully paid attention to. So what, for example, for Monday Blues, what skill did you come out of that for for your own life? So what's funny about the Monday Blues I always wanted to be a like a singer. I, that was like a dream. I would daydream about that. And I knew it was never going to happen. And so when I wrote the book, it was kind of like my backstory of always wanting to, to do something. I never could really find my talent. And so I knew giving Alley Cat a beautiful singing voice. It was kind of like reassuring for me. Like I almost, I could feel it through her of how she felt and, so we, I wrote a song that's in the book and we had some help with my husband and another lady over here in Lafayette to compose the song and it has been picked up on iTunes. And that's so awesome. I've, I've written a few songs now for the Alley Cat series that have been picked up on iTunes. And it's funny because if you Google my name, my husband saw this the other day, you Google it and it says Allison Foti Bork and underneath it, it now says musical artist. It's That's so awesome. Weird. That's so awesome. Musical artist who cannot sing. <laughs> and that's okay because you can compose. Yeah. So it's kind of that way of, it's just so funny because my voice is so terrible at singing. And um, like Google considers me a musical artist. So well, Because you are. I mean, just composing, you can't, I mean... That's an integral part of being a musician. You're just bringing that component in that others can't do, which is amazing. It's wild because I used to dream of being this. I mean, I'm sure every person probably dreams of being this rock star on stage. And I had Barbie and the Rockers and pretend. And I look back on it now and I just laugh. I just, I wish I could tell my 10 year old self, you know, hold on tight because you will <laughs> somehow, some way you will be a musical artist. Mm-hmm. And you'll be a rock star. <laughs> in, in a different <laughs> sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Life is so funny. It is. Mm, how do you tune into your deeper knowing? So I like to reflect on the things that I always, I always self-evaluate almost daily. I'm so tough on myself. And recently I hanging out with kids a lot with these author visits. They really showed me that what's important, what, what is, what makes you who you are is the joy that you bring to others. And that in turn brings joy to yourself. So just 
seeing their faces and just hearing what they have to say and receiving their little letters about Alley Cat, about our author visit has really helped me to kind of see where I'm supposed to be in this world and what I'm supposed to be doing. Because I, I, not that I felt lost, but I always self-evaluate and I never knew like what, I don't really feel like I have a talent. I don't really have a passion. So I now feel like my talent is bringing joy to others through literature. And that in turn makes me very, very happy. And I always listen to what they have to say and what my own children have to say. And it's from, from the first book, my daughter would say, mom, we need to have a lovey to go with the, the series. And it's just like a little plush toy. So I researched, I use my, my, I guess my talents from practicing law to research enough and, and do enough, do enough research to be able to develop a plush toy so we did that and then once we started doing author visits the kids at school would say oh is there a mascot is there a big life-size alley cat is she real so then my wheels started turning and now we have this humongous six-foot mascot who comes to all my visits and it's so awesome it's been such an adventure and all of what we call Acadiana here, which is Lafayette and our surrounding areas. They've all helped me create this fundraiser to raise money to get this giant mascot of Alley Cat. And then with their donation, I would give them a free book. So it was not, they, it was an equal kind of fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And so this mascot comes to all of my events. She is getting more bookings than me. <laughs> <laughs> She, I have had people, hundreds of people wear this costume. That's awesome. And she's been invited to, we have a college here, UL, and Mm -hmm. um, she's been invited to the homecoming tailgating party. She will perform one of the Alley Cat songs at the halftime show (laughs) at the UL basketball game in January. (laughs) It's, it's been wild. We actually opened up for the kids pop concert here in Lafayette. She was the pre-show concert. It's <gasps> wild. <That is> so <laughs> awesome. Because you tune into to your heart. And that is such a beautiful testament to how important it is to follow what you what brings you joy. There's no magic button or magic, you know that can create where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do, and what's going to make you happy. You just have to go with that feeling and that path. And I say, I do what works. Like for me, works is, is what puts a smile on, on the faces. And it's just funny because it just keeps opening these doors to different events like Whole Foods Market here. We had a whole Valentine's event for Alley Cat. And they had different booths. And I'm like, that's amazing. How is this happening? But we just have so much fun. And the kids are getting back to reading and holding books and asking for books. And the parents are happy that they're asking for books and not a new app. And I agree as yeah. a parent, that's so important. So how do you, how do you see that? Because I, I, I mean, you and I grew up without phones as children. And I know anytime I was getting 
full of energy. My parents would go outside. Please, dear God, go outside because we just can't handle your energy. So, so how have you seen that shift with with the advent of pervasive electronics and what you're doing to switch that? So I feel that with the books, I'm actually connecting the books to an experience. And the experience is the the author visits or the interactive videos that you see on Alicast's YouTube page, the activities that are all at the end of the book to continue that that journey with Alicat. When they see Alicat out and about, they connect with her. They give her big hugs and high fives and take pictures and we have red carpets and you know, she Alicat, the mascot, now wears the school uniforms to the author visits, you know, and she's one of them and she becomes their family. So it becomes an experience for them and not just a book that they can read and then put away. They live with Alicat. I think that's what makes the connection is it being an experience and not just words. And do you see that kids are more interested in reading after they have that experience? Yes, I do. I do feel that way. I feel that they can connect with the character on some sort of personal level, maybe because of her problems are relatable to theirs, or they just need a hug that day and this big, giant, fluffy cat gave them a hug, you know? Um, it, I feel that that's, that's why, after the fact, they're asking for the books, because when I will leave a visit, I'll see, I'll have people contact me. How can I get the book? We had some orders come in and I always go back. If the kid is asking for a book, I will get it to them. And I think after they see the animated videos and they sing the song, we all dance to the song together. We do the alley cat shuffle now. And I, I, I think that's what helps them to be able to say, Hey, I want to read this. I want to know more about her. <laughs> I love that you've created a movement which is so amazing because you know you just you felt this this part of you that was like this isn't bringing me joy and then leaving and starting this this new adventure just for opening yourself up to the joy and the crazy expansion that's happened over the past four years and I'm just blown away by how you've opened yourself up to that because you just felt that first inclination and that's such a beautiful testament to how important it is to listen more deeply yes self-evaluate, see those small, simple things. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be the biggest thing to make the biggest difference. It, it's just what, what, what feels right. Mm -hmm. And this, I, I never, this whole journey, I never expected it to be mainly based on others which it makes me so happy that it is. I, we had, we talked about the Whole Foods event. And so I went on the local news here 
is News 15 here in Lafayette, and I went to promote that event. So I'm talking about it after this segment. I'm walking out, and the producer and I are talking about books and how wonderful children's literature is. And I said, you know, it'd be great if, if y'all had a program where you highlighted a different new release in children's books, paired it with a craft, maybe a giveaway, and that would be so fun. And so this news station is really based on community and family and faith, and they're wonderful here. And so he said, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Well, he ended up calling me, I think the next day and said, hey, I really liked your idea. Could you come next Thursday and do that? Wow. And, and do it every week? <laughs> so I have That's done amazing. that for, I've, I'm about to hit my 100th show. Wow. Unbelievable. Because what I'm doing is I'm, I'm helping other authors uh-huh. highlighting their books their new releases. So I had to open up a PO box for that and, and they send me their books. I, I share them for all of, you know, <laughs> the community and online. And oh. we do a coordinating craft just like I do for Alica. And it has been such a joy just meeting all of these people and helping other authors. Never thought so I would beautiful. be a contributor, you know? That is so beautiful. It's just, it just opens up this whole world that, you know, never thought was possible just by doing simple things or coming up with simple ideas of how they can just grow. All that just bring joy and kindness and doing for others, serving others. What you're doing is so important in the world. And I'm just so grateful that you're doing it. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to do I'm so grateful for the support from people because they don't have to you know and they're so supportive especially here in my home state and all of the college students that want to dress up as alley cat just to make these children smile um, <laughs> that's so much it's amazing how I, I see it in others I get to see others doing things that are good for others you know wonderful. Mm, I love this. Oh, you're just bringing me so much joy. <laughs> oh, how can people find you, Allison? So I have a website. It's alleycatseries.com, A-L-Y-C-A-T-S-E-R-I-E-S.com. I can be reached through my website easily. I am also on Facebook as the Alley Cat Series. I'm on Instagram as the Alley Cat Series and Twitter as the Alley Cat series. I <laughs> under my name in the Alley Cat series. YouTube, there's a Alley Cat YouTube. And of course, I have a P.O. box for um, fan mail, Alley Cat ideas. If people want to send books for me to review for this segment, that's cool too. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, Allison, it has been such an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been so, such a joy to talk to you. Thank you. The action item for the week is to tune in to what brings you that simple joy that Allison referred to. I'll give you an example. Blowing bubbles. I love blowing bubbles. It's so playful and so joyful, especially since I live on the fifth floor of a building 
And when I blow bubbles, nobody knows where they're coming from. (laughs) So find out what it is that brings you that kind of a joy, and then go do it. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.